Alright, we want to welcome you guys back to the channel. This is JD here, and I got my brother Riley. And uh, we've got quite a few goodies for you this week. Uh, we'll start off with a couple announcements first. And first off is Stadia refunds are now rolling out. So uh, if you guys have been um, up to date, kept up to date with what's going on with Stadia, they will be closing down as of January 18th. We are starting to see those refunds hit the customers. So outside of that, You've got a little time left to enjoy the games, and um, hopefully it's been a fun ride. So. Yep, and then on the uh, next information we got here is from Mac Rumors, saying that Apple slashes trading values for iPhones, iPads, Macs, and more. Uh, just a bit from this site here, Apple this week lowered its trading values for select iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple Watch models in the United States, resulting in customers receiving less money for their existing devices heading into the holiday shopping season. So, obviously, since we are going into Black Friday, we'll be saving quite a bit of money on a lot of these uh, devices. Just makes plain old sense. So, um, that's what we got from Mac Rumors. Yep, unfortunate to see that, but it's the way it is. So, um, And then we had a little update from YouTube, and this is according to a, an article from Droid Life. YouTube's premium plan now reaches 80 million subscribers. In turn, this means that based on the individual plan of the 1199 um, Google subscription, it's taking in a minimum of $959.2 million for that service each wow. month. <laughs> and I say minimum because if everyone subscribed to the family plan with the updated price of $22.99, they would reach a maximum of $1.839 billion in revenue Man. each month. So it's Jeez. somewhere between 900 mil to 1.8 billion. So pretty crazy numbers there. Um, definitely see a lot of YouTubers on there making money. Um, you know, that's, that's their living right there. So you can kind of see why those prices increased, which is unfortunate for the consumer, but that's kind of where we're heading. Yeah, absolutely. That's insane. Honestly, just, to that price, especially that price hike. I mean, that's incredible, honestly. Um, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And then next thing we got over here is on Android police. And we got some information about the new, Audio-Technica's earbuds, um, and this offers for the cleanest audio experience yet. Uh, these things, I'll just name a few things off uh, for these. Uh, they are, they have active noise cancellation, and the quality of these goes from about 10 to 40,000 hertz, uh, and 40,000 is actually, I think, the most um, high-quality earbuds we've at least heard of. Um, get six hours of clean battery life for two and a half hour charge, which is kind of a long time, in my opinion. Um, and then the actual case adds 18.5 hours of the battery life. And the case takes five hours to charge wirelessly and around 3.5 hours over USB-C. Uh, it does have the Qualcomm aptX adaptive audio and Sony 360 reality audio as well. And uh, in the box, you will also find 12 different pairs of ear tips, which is quite a lot. The most I've seen in a um, earbuds is about maybe four. Um, but yeah, those are the uh, ATH TWX9s. Uh, so yeah, we'll be excited to try those out for sure. Yep. And um, following off of that, we actually mentioned last week that we had um, this game from uh, Steam 
that was free and as I last checked I think it's now up to five dollars as opposed to the 30 that as it was originally that but um, it's gained some more popularity actually so now it's gone up in just one week it's gone up in 10 million players so I guess that's what happens when you slash prices wow. is you get a huge following um, and that was for the Warhammer Vermitide so Again, I, we haven't played it, but it's pretty crazy to see that they get that much popularity in just one week. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that that discount uh, on top of it, I like. I think, like we said, it was like a ninety percent of the one hundred thousand reviews were very positive. So, yeah, good on them. That's really great. And then the next thing we got is, uh, again, from Mac Rumors saying that Apple's reportedly planning to release larger 16-inch iPad next year. Um, it's uh, stated that it will be released the fourth quarter of 2023, so around fall time. And uh, this will be the largest ever iPad model, topping the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. 16-inch uh, iPad, this is quoted from here, 16-inch iPad would likely be geared toward creative professionals such as graphic artists and designers who prefer a larger screen. I totally agree with that. Um, we've seen a lot of uh, devices made for Windows, for example, that just are basically one giant um, screen, uh, like a, a major PC where it's just touchscreen. Uh, and it, it is it is pushed towards those types of people who have our artistic abilities and need a larger screen to be able to put those abilities um, on a wider map. So, yeah, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's that's really good right there. I think it's just pushing towards something that can be a Mac that's not a Mac. So, And we're never going to get a Mac that is touchscreen, so... <laughs> exactly, so I think that's what this yeah, is. I, this is yeah, I get towards, that. So. I'm, I'm kind of... It's... It's good in my opinion that they're at least making a bigger one push towards those types of people, but I would also agree with you that it is unfortunate that, you know, they're never, as far as we're aware, they're never going to do that for the Mac, for, um, you know, any any of those uh, PCs that um, run that type of thing. So, and actually a little more information on this quickly. Uh, they just updated the iPad Pro with the M2 chip with Wi-Fi 6E. Um, and actually, that goes into the next topic I've got. Uh, we have information that there is now Wi-Fi 7. Um, so this is from Intel themselves, and basically here's just a few things about it. Wi-Fi 7, the next evolution of Wi-Fi. Accelerated connectivity, greater than 5 gigabytes per second on a PC Wi-Fi. It's a rock-solid reliability. Peace of mind, your PC will make and maintain the best Wi-Fi connection simultaneously. Wired-like responsiveness, no compromised gaming through the home, enhanced privacy and security, trusted interconnectivity. The problem that I have seen that people have mentioned constantly is that their ISP has not updated to hardly even Wi-Fi 5 or 6. So for them to – like there, I'm sure there are some ISPs that have, have 6 and are probably going to upgrade to 7, but it's – a lot of them are lower and if they're going to want to get to seven they have to make those changes they have to go protocol or speed protocol to go to wi-fi seven um and we just like i just mentioned here for this um, new ipad it's going to have wi-fi six uh which is great and there are those that have those updated um uh isps um, but yeah, just a lot of people have been mentioning that. So that's, that's, but that's really good though. At least we're on to the next gen here. So, 
Yes, that is that is true. So, you know, technology moves along, and I guess we it's not really much of a surprise to see Wi-Fi 7 come into play. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we're already talking about, you know, rumors of 6G, and we haven't even really got 5G, you know, to where it really needs to be for uh, the masses. But um, sticking with Apple, analyst Minchi Kuo believes that uh, Gore-Tec has stopped production on the AirPods Pro 2, which really just leaves one supplier producing this flagship pair of headphones um, from Apple. So mm. if you do see some some lackluster um, shipping dates or uh, some some issues ordering AirPods Pro 2, that could be uh, related to their supplier. So we've been getting kind a lot of, an, of that lately. Yeah, kind of an unfortunate time coming up right on the holiday season. So yeah. you know we've already had issues last week with uh, the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max, and um, now we're getting the very similar. Uh, news for the AirPods Pro 2, which I recently just purchased myself, and I think they're phenomenal. Um, so if you guys are looking to get that, it's kind of unfortunate because it doesn't sound like there's going to be a whole lot to go around, uh, but they're definitely worth checking out, in my opinion. So, Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it's just, I, I don't know what's going on at Apple, but a lot of their um, new devices they've released, it's just a lot of shortages for various reasons. So um, hopefully next year when they release those devices, they it won't be as much of a a lag as it is this year. So, uh, yeah, and then on to the next thing, yeah. on to the next thing. This is from uh, XDA uh, developers.com. It says a uh, Yuffie's new AirTag alternative does more, costs less, and works with Android. Um, so this is actually from them. The uh, AirTags are great trackers. Uh, we've, I, I actually, as uh, we mentioned before, JD and I both have AirTags. They're really great. Um, I love them. Honestly, their battery isn't actually that bad at all. Um, but now we got this one here, and uh, this is, as opposed to an AirTag being $29, this one is actually $19, $10 less, and basically how it works is you have a QR code that's printed on it, uh, includes your contact information and a hole for your key ring, and also as sharing support, so it's a lot better, I would, I would agree with this um, article right here, it's a lot better. Uh, than an AirTag because you get more out of it and it's ten dollars less so it's a better alternative and it works with android as well so it's not just a, a one-sided thing because obviously you can't use an AirTag um, with another um, alternate device it's just only for i devices so uh, yeah this is this is a new a nuance for um, tracking for sure i like it a lot yeah, they have a nice simple design. I mean, it's very similar to Tile, in, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, it's nice to have some, yeah, some competition out there to to um, kind of put some heat underneath Apple and their devices that they're trying to sell for tracking. Absolutely. Um, but with that being said, we'll actually move on to some deals for you guys. We've got quite a bit going on this week, but I don't think it's going to be as crazy as last week. Um, first off, we've got the Sony Link Buds S, which we actually talked about last week, getting the um, dual Bluetooth pairing uh, feature via a software update. This mm -hmm. one is uh, $52 off, so it's down to $148. It's normally $200. That one's on Amazon. Yes, and then the next thing we've got here is the Galaxy Buds 2 Pro, and it's actually not a deal on the uh, Buds themselves. Uh, when you buy these, you get a select wireless charger on them. And that's a $60 value right there. So 
Uh, yeah, you get two things. The, the buds haven't changed their price, obviously. If you, obviously, if you do a trade-in, you'll get some uh, money off of that. Uh, but at least you get something else with that. So um, this obviously is a Black Friday deal right now. So if you want to hurry up, it's on Samsung's website themselves. So, yep, go ahead and get on there. Yeah, good pair, good pair of buds to get right there. So yeah uh and then apple has a deal there from best buy you get to save up to 400 dollars on the fifth gen 12.9 ipad pro with an m1 chip so um this kind of vary depending on what storage here you're going to get but you can at least get up to 400 dollars off on that one yep and then on best buy we've got the microsoft surface pro 8 and it was $1,349. Now it's gone to $900, which is a 33% savings. You save $450 on that. Um, yeah. And you also get you can do a trade-in on that, obviously, if you have a, a previous um, version as well. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really solid deal right there. If you guys have been looking for uh, Surface Pro to get, I would say this is your uh, best time to get one right now. So, Yeah, do they have the, the 9 is already out, right? Yes, the Surface Pro 9 was released uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, so this is a technically a previous gen, but I think it's a still still a good deal. Um, you know, especially if, if you're big into the Surface uh, ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and then the last one we have is via Walmart. You get save forty dollars on the JBL Flip 4. So this was hundred dollars. Now it's knocked down to sixty. And I believe Riley, you have a pair of those, don't you? Is that the okay. JBL Flip threes? Or which ones do you have? The oh, the, I have the Charge Four. You talking about the you have speaker? The Charge Four speaker. Yeah, okay. I have the Charge Four. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So this is kind of similar to that. It's, it has a round kind of uh, shape to it. Um, I, I feel like it puts out a decent amount of uh, bass and uh, audio. So, but we will actually get into some nitty gritty here at the end of the show. Um, Apple is working with other companies to achieve the previously announced satellite emergency SOS comms, primarily of whom is Global Star, so to which they are paying actually $450 million. Wow. Uh, to clarify this significant payment, it's, it's not listed as part of any stocks or buying out part of the company. The money is mostly going to equipment costs, including satellites and antennas on ground stations. So obviously we've heard from the keynote that the service will be free for the first two years of ownership yes. on yep. an iPhone 14. Yep. So that includes the Plus, Pro, and Pro Max. But it's worth noting that Apple is doing their part to make sure that this feature goes through and operates as intended. Yeah, that's good. We heard that earlier, and I guess they're putting it into full motion, so I'm glad we got an update on that. Yeah, and on to the next thing. We've got the new foldable to enter the market, and it might be the last one that will be released this year. We're obviously going. We're obviously talking about the Magic 5S, um, and this one is giving Samsung a run for its money for sure. It's going to be having um, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, uh, and then going down to more of the uh, particular specs, it's going to be a 6.45 inch OLED screen and a 7.9 inch inner screen with a 120 hertz refresh rate yeah decent uh, specs. Yeah, pretty good for for uh for honor especially and then uh, the battery is going to be 4750 milliamp battery with a 66 watt charging yeah and we'll probably see um some decent specs on the camera sensors once it comes out so i'm kind of excited about that one although i believe if honor is making it it's uh yeah it probably won't reach the u.s but I'm, I'm sure the design will look pretty pretty sharp 
Oh yeah, probably not. Yeah, but that yeah, wait, is there a price mention? Probably not. Um, but if it's anything compared to Samsung, it probably will be about the same price or less. Um, that's just my speculation. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and again, it is in the style that foldable, um, similar to the Galaxy Z Fold. So yeah, that's the information we've got on Honors, and we'll keep you guys updated with any new information that we gather. Yeah, and moving on to a little bit of some dicey information here, I kind of just wanted to break this down. It's not really so much news, kind of more just relaying some information, uh, and I don't necessarily like to get into all of the social media hubbub with you know what we've heard on the layoffs between the two social media giants on Facebook and Twitter, but it's kind of hard not to notice all the controversy. Uh, with that being said, this past week we saw some changes to Twitter account verification, and at one point in time it was actually a good change, but things just kind of immediately resumed back to the regular insanity. Um, so it's no surprise to most of us about the $8 charge that Twitter blue subscribers are required to pay if they want to have that blue check mark. but it begs the question, if everyone pays $8, then what's, what difference does it make if you have the blue check mark? You know, what does that signify? In yeah. my opinion, I feel like it just signifies nothing other than telling people that you have $8 less in your bank account each month. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's how I feel. For, for a small period in the past week, we saw a gray check mark preceding the word official, signifying that the account was Twitter verified. And we actually saw this tweet from Marquez Brownlee across Twitter. And this was at 9.39 a.m. on Wednesday. That was the 9th showing this change but then about an hour or two later he tweeted again saying that it's it being the great check mark with official label is gone and oh. i know we could speculate and talk about this for a while but for a quick moment i just kind of wanted to break down and maybe state the obvious of what should be done i'm kind of curious you know what your thoughts are on this whole entire twitter conundrum well yeah i hadn't been made aware of that until now obviously because <laughs> goodness uh, where do I start? I mean, I, I think the obvious thing that should be done is give the gray stamp back. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, why I don't know why they even decided to take that out. That's a signification that you've worked hard. You've earned that. And to have it taken away is definitely I'm sure it's a horrible feeling, especially for those people that have earned it. Um, and as to the point with the um, the blue check mark, I, I do think. I don't necessarily mind there being one that's, you know, requires a payment, but I do think there needs to be some perks that match that payment. I do think you need to have like, um, maybe some X, um, access abilities with that, that you can use, uh, maybe to have a better outreach to your viewers, uh, just a whole lot of different things just to have $8 that just says, Hey, I've got this. That's it. There's no point in it at all. I absolutely agree with you. There's no point in having it. I don't know why it's why that's there. I'm, yeah. I mean the 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 previous perks that you used to get with um, Twitter Blue were actually not that bad. It's it's primarily that's right. the fact that you have to that this is part of the verification process. So, um, you know, you used to be able to um, have well, actually now you could get early access to editing your tweets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you can fix some of those typos. There's better reading experience, less ads. Um, you know, just just some extras in there, changing icons, donations, and such. But uh, overall, I, th I think the biggest thing of concern is is just the verification. I, I don't really, 
like Riley's saying, I really don't think there's a problem with having a blue check mark that says, okay, I pay for Twitter blue. It's the part where people can impersonate other accounts and then yes. you know release information. I That's mean, true. I think one of them was uh, LeBron James was impersonated on there, uh, and then there was a major yes. uh, sports analyst that was on there that they impersonated and kind of released all these updates that weren't even true. So you've obviously seen the downfall of what this causes and why this wasn't perceived. I don't quite understand myself. I feel like anybody would understand the fact that it's, it's blatant. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty obvious hidden, what's going on. Yeah. I, I just think someone was high <laughs> in thinking about this. Yeah. I mean, out of all the time that, you know, Musk had when he purchased this company, you know, you, you'd think that over, over that stretch, somebody would have said, Hey, this, these are some of the, you know, downsides to what you're about to do. But then again, I don't know. Maybe Musk doesn't have enough people around him to speak up the truth. I, that's <laughs> it's neither here nor yeah. there. That's not really for me to judge. But it's just kind of annoying to see this kind of go into a bit of a, a, a downward spiral. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely agree with that. Um, on a brighter note here, we've got some information from Phone Arena about uh, Xiaomi. And this is quite interesting because we know that Huawei has... Um, had a ban from U.S. Uh, companies for about three years now. However, another Chinese company is uh, on their way to really get ahead of the the big three here, and that is Xiaomi um, with their 13 Pro and 13 Ultra they're coming out with. And I'm going to tell you right now, this thing is packed with a lot of amazing specs, and from what we'll see, it's actually priced less um, than a lot of the major flagships from Apple, Google, or even especially Samsung. Uh, this thing will be with a 1-inch Sony IMX989 sensor and a Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 chip, same one we mentioned with the Honor, and ultra-fast 120-watt charging. Uh, by the way, just for comparison, the iPhone 13 Pro Max, that chip is um, 1. 1 out of 1.65 inches. And then just for comparison's sake, uh, the... Basically, the uh, the chipset on this thing, the IMX989, is uh, much bigger than the other three, like the IMX707, the IMX766, and even the iPhone 13 Pro Max, which uh, falls into the smallest one out of these four. They expect a triple 50-megapixel camera system as part of the 50-megapixel Sony IMX989. Uh, we should see a 50-megapixel ultra-wide-angle shooter and a 50-megapixel zoom lens at a 2 fifths X optical zoom. Uh, and obviously, this is from the article themselves. Uh, the ultra-grade camera system and Snapdragon HD2 chip aside, the Xiaomi 13 Pro will continue the company's tradition of delivering fast-charging Android phones. We expect 120-watt charging, like I mentioned before, that should be able to top up your Xiaomi 13 Pro in no time, or rather 15 to 20 minutes, probably almost the shortest time. Uh, in fact, there's a quote right here. Unlike mid-range and flagship Xiaomi phones that take 15 to 30 minutes to fully charge, the Galaxy S22 Ultra charges in over an hour, while the iPhone 14 Pro and Pixel 7 Pro take closer to two hours. Not a great look, Apple and Google. <laughs> this thing blows them out of the water for sure. Once this thing comes out, if, it, if the specs are what they really truly say they are, and the processing, the speed at which it says it's going to be, it is going to be one of the top ends. It's going to be one of the big 
one of the big ones for sure. So, yeah, I think the biggest news on that model is is unlike Honor, this is going to be an international model, so you can actually get this yes. in the states. So, but uh, we'll be looking forward to that, and yeah, so we'll be looking forward to that model for sure. I think uh, I think the design, or at least the renders alone, look pretty impressive. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like it might have a waterfall display, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but. Aside from that, I mean, the design looks really good. Specs looks pretty impressive, and you know, if it's supposed to undercut the pricing, I think, I think it'll fare well, uh, especially here in the states. So, yeah, make some new uh, records on Dexamark for sure. So, moving on, um, um, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we announced that there would be an additional model to the Pixel lineup, codenamed G10. That is um, not going to bring us to the end of this. This is episode. what we assume to be the Pixel Ultra, and as of now, that is still our anticipation. Uh, except now we have more news that's about to unfold, and this time there is another code name in the system entitled Passport. According to John Prosser over at Front Page Tech, he has confirmed with 100% absolute certainty that this model is in the works and it will happen. It will be compatible with millimeter wave, it sports a fingerprint reader built into the power button, and it has two screens. That's right, we're talking about a phone that hasn't officially been named yet, but it will likely be the Pixel Fold. It will come in chalk white, and Google's Obsidian Black. Now, of course, the biggest thing that we're interested in knowing, aside from the massive internal screen size, is the price. Um, we're pretty sure we know what that is as well. According to Prosser and his teams of sources, the Pixel Fold will boast an $1,800 price tag. Uh, that number surpasses the base storage option of the Samsung Z Fold 4 by $200. Wow. Um, it's pretty crazy to be honest with you i assume they hadn't said anything on the, on the actual internal specs but i assume it's probably going to run some form of the tensor processor so it's gotta be like outstanding if if they're pricing it they, they have to be confident right because they can't just put out a price tag and be like it's it's amazing we know it's good because we're releasing it that way well we we heard this we heard this from from samsung talking about apple we, we said this last week that apple will probably have a pretty hefty price tag that's over two thousand dollars um of course we don't know for sure if that's going to be the exact number i think it was twenty five or twenty six hundred dollars yeah that. yep um but that won't come until you know possibly around 2024 um so it's pretty insane to think about the fact that we're we're having all sorts of phases of these pixel phones you have the a series you have the regular series you have the pro we have talks of the ultra and now we're going to have a fold as well i mean they're pretty much just matching uh samsung pound for pound on on these uh models yeah i, th I feel like everyone's been seeing samsung make strides with their folds and their flips that now they're just trying to say, hey, we can also do this too. Uh, I mean, if you want to be on top, you got to keep on competing for sure. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I again, like I said last week, I have high confidence and high faith in Google uh, to make those strides, to improve upon what they have, uh, and to learn from their mistakes. We've seen a lot of that uh, with Google, and if they do that with this uh, fold, and maybe, uh, maybe the first one won't be as great, but if they keep doing what they have been doing, they release the second one eventually, maybe in like uh, 2024, 25. Um, I think we'll be seeing some great things for Google for sure. Yeah, and I mean the internal, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll put this in the link below. But And also the image on the um, episode art, that is the Pixel Fold. So we kind of have renders of what it's going to look like. 
the internal screen is not going to have a punch hole dis um, camera or anything like that. It's just going to be a regular, you know, full screen with some bezels on the sides. Uh, the front of the screen will actually look more like a pixel with the punch hole at the top. So, um, and, and the biggest thing of all is the fact that Prosser actually leaked the, the time frame of this. So uh, we can expect this massive phone to be around the same time frame as the Pixel tablet, which puts it right around May of 2023. So we're right around the corner, uh, especially considering that we're kind of going to wait, you know, a year or two for Apple, but this is about six months. But we're really yeah. impressed by this. I'm really excited about this because um, it really just means that they're expanding their lineup. We are going to expect Apple to expand theirs. And um, I don't know if this will necessarily mean that the regular models will drop in price just because there's so many um, there's so many other different variants or so many other different models. Yeah, and I would also say there's not a lot of people that are really with the fold of the flip quite yet. Um, obviously, it's very popular with Samsung. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you. I, I think it's another reason to say that these older models aren't going to drop just the, the base, you know, uh, one, one side phone. Uh, but I think for everyone to start bringing it out, that says something for sure. Yeah, so we've got, you know, we, we have Honor with their fold. I mean, there's just there's just so much going on here that it's it's going to be insane, you know, in the next few years. And Apple and Samsung was right as far as just the the market and the increase of foldables in the future. Yes. So, with that being said, I mean that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. We really hope you guys enjoyed the news that we went over this week. Uh, was quite a bit, but we're really excited about things that are coming here in the future. Some of it's not great news. Other of it, you know, we pretty much can't wait. So with that being said, we hope you liked it. Uh, you can leave us a thumbs up, follow for future notifications on episodes, and uh, we will catch you guys in next week's episode. This is JD and Riley signing off. Peace out. Peace out.